So today our text comes from the Old Testament book of Exodus. We're coming from Exodus chapter 17. And we're going to be reading today from the New International Version. Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 13. And this is what the word says. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. I read Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 13. And our subject for today is kingdom authority. Kingdom authority. So as we open our eyes daily, and we look around and we see things that are visible and physical that we can touch and we can hold and we can feel. But did you realize that for everything that is visible and physical, what came before were things that were invisible and spiritual? And a whole lot of the activities of our day, of our culture, bad things, immoral things like crime and injustice and racial issues, health disparities, relationship issues, they exist because there is a breakdown between us and God, a blind spot something perhaps invisible. We call it sin. But the truth is that a, a lot of what we are dealing with is stuff caused by professing Christians who have abdicated their authority to engage in spiritual warfare. What are you talking about, preacher? I said it. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. Now, if you're like me, or like I used to be, I thought of spiritual warfare as something Hollywood concocted in movies about demons and darkness and exorcism, and I wanted no part of it. 
But over the years, I've come to realize how much spiritual warfare is spoken of and dealt with in the Bible and how much of it Jesus combated. Remember last week's sermon about the demon-possessed boy? Jesus used his kingdom authority against the demonic forces to heal the boy. We, too, have the authority to combat the spiritual assaults of the principalities, the powers, the world forces located in the spiritual realm. I'm talking about Satan and his spiritual mafia. And the truth is, that is why so many of us Christians live weak, benign lives against our enemies. We can't do anything like the disciples who couldn't do anything for the, the man who brought his demon-possessed boy to them. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't do anything. And we're the same way in a lot of instances. We are, we, we just can't do anything against the enemies that come against us. Why? Because we're trying so hard to fight a spiritual fight with only physical weapons. We need a spiritual arsenal. And God has given that to us. But before I talk about the arsenal we need, let's look at how it works. Going back to the text that I read, we see that Israel was in a fight against the Amalekites. And we see Joshua. I think this is the first time we, we hear of Joshua in Scripture, is in this passage in Exodus. And we know Joshua eventually leads takes over from Moses and leads the Israelites. But Joshua here is leading the battle on the ground. But Moses and his two assistants, his brother Aaron and her, fought the battle from, from what represented the spiritual realm because they were up in the mountains. And as Moses held up the rod of God that represented God, pointing it to the heavens, the Israelite army on the ground had the advantage. But when his arms were tired and the rod was not held up, the Amalekites were winning. And that is why Aaron and her eventually had to step in and agree with Moses to keep the rod pointed upward to the heavenlies to represent the authority of God. And that too is scriptural because we see in Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 15 it says one witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. So the three of them agreed that God is in control and they represented as they, the three of them agreed to point the rod towards the heavenlies to induce and to engage 
the authority of God. Battles are fought on the ground. Yes, they're fought there, but they're won in the heavens. So when we march and we protest and we boycott and, and we do all these things that are good things, they're good things, but those things alone can't do what we need to get done. For those things to be effective, they must be backed up by prayer and petition to God and the agreement of two or three godly men and women who are walking in the Spirit and make communion with God a lifestyle, not an occasional visit. So sometimes we get together with a group of people. We don't know who those people are. We don't know what they're their their motives are necessarily we just we think we're all like-minded we're doing these things together but it takes more than just a group of people coming together it takes people who know the lord who are in constant contact with him who represent him who are fighting the battle not only on the ground but in the heavens as many of you know, Stacy Adams was in Kingsland yesterday. I wasn't able to attend, but I support her. I support her campaign. But honestly, though, it's going to take more than a great voter turnout for her to be elected governor of the state of Georgia. We need to vote, yes. We need to be vigilant about getting our family, friends, and neighbors to vote. But we need also, to use our God-given authority to defeat the powers of darkness, evil in high places. We need the supernatural power of God because even though people are, they're not our enemy, but they are conduits for evil. The real enemy is the devil and his mafia, but he uses people who agree to be used. So we need to be praying and openly petitioning God for his will, for his will to be done. Binding the hand of the enemy over the election process and loosing integrity and honesty to abound. We pray it all the time. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God has given us kingdom authority to elect change throughout history and bring heaven down to earth. That's why we say that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But for us to take hold of this authority and for this to happen, there's some prerequisites, some things we have to do. It have to be in place first. First of all, we're told in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, that we need to dress for battle. Yeah, this is a war between good and evil. It is between heaven and hell. And we're told in Ephesians 6 that we need to use six specific weapons for battle. Six specific pieces of armor 
things that we need to put on to dress for the battle. We need to put on truth and righteousness, peace and faith and salvation and use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Those are things we need. But again, if you're like me, sometimes I find it hard to remember those six types of armor. I'll remember three or four, and then I, I, I can't, and I'm like, Lord, help me. But I realize that if we just remember one, one thing, Romans 13 and 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. If we put on Jesus, if we believe in him, Jesus is the full armor of God. Be centered on him. That will do it. That will take care of the six. And how do we do that? First Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray always. If we keep in touch with God, we stay in touch with God. We make it a lifestyle, not an occasional visit. I heard somebody say, sometimes we treat God like a spare tire. As long as we don't need to spare, we don't even think about it. But then when we run into trouble and the air goes out of our tire for some reason, then we pull out the spare. And that's the way we do Jesus. We don't think about him from one day to the next until we run into problems. And then that's when we pray, Lord, have mercy on me. No, it should not be that way. When we do that, we abdicate part of our kingdom authority. And the second thing we have to do is we have to, in order to defeat the devil, we have to learn that process of binding and loosing. Do you know how powerful that is? Matthew 16, verse 18, it says, verses 18 and 19, it says, And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter. This is Jesus talking. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In slang, he's saying, I got you. I got you. And he's saying that to all of us. The power to bind, which means to restrict, to lock, to restrain, to tie down, to hold down. And the power to loose which is unlock, release, permit, free, has been given to the church. That's why it starts out with Jesus saying, upon this rock I build my church. 
And if we are a part of the church, connected to the church of Jesus Christ, then we have legal authority in the spiritual realm. You know, a lot of us like to say, well, I ain't going to that church. I can, I can, do, I can, I can have church all by myself. But church is a, a group of believers who are connected. And remember, we need at least two or three to connect for it to be legal. The devil in hell doesn't have any rights to heaven or to earth. God gave Adam dominion over everything on earth. So the devil has to lie and confuse and to trick us like he did Eve to get us to agree with him. And when we do that, when we agree with the devil, then he has the powers to use us. But we don't have to agree with him. We don't have to give him those legal rights. We have the right to refuse the devil. And we must refuse him by believing the true word of God. So I've said quite a bit. Let me just remind you that we have kingdom authority against the powers of darkness and evil. You know, sometimes we think about the government, we think about how evil everything is, and we feel powerless. But we do have power, spiritual power, to make a difference. We can use our spiritual armor, those six things that I talked about, Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, sword of the spirit, putting on Jesus. The second thing is the agreement of two or three witnesses who are part of the church of Jesus Christ. The third thing is that we can ask God to bind and loose, bind evil, loose peace, goodness, integrity. And then fourth thing is that we're doing everything in the name of Jesus Christ. If those things are in place, we're given the right to effect change, to bring heaven down to earth, to make history for God. Kingdom authority is ours. Do you think that back in the days when segregation was so strong and the government was so much in charge and and but yet some of us people of color were allowed to advance were able to move and 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 move into positions of authority you think that all of that happened because of men no you think Barack Obama became president because people turned just because people turned out to vote for him they did and that was great but you better believe there were a whole lot of people praying behind the scenes petitioning heaven binding and loosing that's the way you get things done Never believe that it's all just what we see on the surface. But the supernatural powers 
are always in the background affecting change. And we can affect change for good or for evil. We have kingdom authority. Let's use it. Let's be the salt and the light that God wants us to be. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for this word. We ask right now that you would help us apply it to our lives. That you would give us the mind to go back and study your word and to get it down in our spirit. This word is in Exodus. That's in Matthew, Deuteronomy, throughout the Bible, Lord where you have given us the authority to affect change in our personal lives, in our communities, in our churches, in our culture. We thank you for what you're doing for us, what you have done, what you've given us. And we ask right now that you would help us to always agree with you and your word and not to agree with Satan and his demons. We ask that you would help us to be careful what we say. The power of life and, in, and death is in the power of the tongue. Help us not to word curse ourselves and others. Help us to be always ready to fulfill your word, to be obedient to your word. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Amen. Thank you all. I love you and you can't do anything about it, but God loves you best. Enjoy the rest of your day.